the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And I tell you, we got an absolutely fantastic show uh, coming your way today. And whether you are watching on E360 TV, uh, YouTube, uh, uh over 25 other uh, different metrics, KCBQ, AM uh, 1170 to answer, FM 96.1. If you listen, I tell you what, if you want to be part of this great conversation, all you have to do is just, you can call into the radio station at 1-866-577-2473, or I tell you, you just go to the comments on wherever you're watching it at, and you can ask uh, uh this great guest of ours, any question you want to. I want to introduce you guys again to uh, Dr. Denise, Dr. Michelle Denise Cooley. How are you doing today, Doc? I'm doing great. I'm really excited about the guest today. So the title of today's show is called Designing the New Workplace and is getting to know the owner and president of Good Earth Plant Company, Inc., award-winning workplace greenery expert, green roof and living wall designer, certified landscape professional, and speaker Jim Munford. And we're going to talk about the mission statement of his company and how people's lives are enriched with plants and why moss walls have become the single most popular green design element. And also, most importantly, we're going to talk about the health and wellness benefits of plants. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Live, welcomes Mr. Jim Munford back to the show. Welcome back, Jim. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. And, and a couple parts of your intro I really love. You call me young twice. Well, you know, I, man, you're a young man, man. Look yeah, at okay. you. You're a young, yeah, young okay. man. <laughs> I appreciate that. How you doing today, man? You know, other than feeling a little old sometimes, business is a blast. We're having a good time. We're expanding. We're growing. Our clients love what we do. It's not like I'm selling widgets or used cars. We're selling plants and nature. And, and you know, when people come out of the office to see what we've installed today, they're, they're always thrilled. So it, it thrills me to do what we do every day. Yeah, you, you got me hooked every time I go into a place or mall. And I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the walls. I'm looking, especially they got greenery there. I mean, all of that comes from you. Uh, can can you uh, tell our listeners and our viewers, uh, uh Explain to them what exactly a green roof or professional landscape and a living wall design designer's job. What what does that do to you're, your space? You're, you're talking a couple of different things, but there's a, a term that I use that's really a mouthful. It's hard to hard to say sometimes. A building integrated vegetation, and essentially that means at this point we've been putting plants on the floor and pots for years and years and years, and then we went up on the roof and started doing rooftops. And then I discovered living walls. We started doing the walls and now we're doing ceilings. And so at this point, there's not a surface in a building or on a building that we aren't impacting with plants. And that's essentially it in a nutshell. We design the work, we install it, we maintain it on the back end. Um, that, that's that's in a nutshell. Yeah, so can you tell our, our viewers about uh, Good Earth Plant Company and why you started uh, this particular business? Oh, goodness. Uh, I need a job. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't any more challenging than that. And I I was going to junior college. I was still trying to figure out what I was doing back when I was 20. And it just happened to be that the employment office of the school I kept going to, um, the gal got to know me a little bit. I went in one day and she said, 
hey, my sister's boyfriend's cousin's uncle or something has this plant shop downtown San Diego. Would you be interested? And I thought at that point, you know, I kind of like plants and uh, nobody goes downtown San Diego, but that'd be intriguing or different anyway. Got this job three months in. They decided to sell. My dad loaned me 3500 bucks and uh, bought it. And I think that the, you know, persistence and perseverance, I don't give up easily. I don't quit. Um, and really just kind of reinventing myself a few times over the years into a new market or new idea. There's been a couple of failures there, but for the most part, um, everything's worked out really well. It just keeps moving forward. Wow. So you just celebrated 45 years in business. Yes, and, I did. Uh, you know, uh, what keeps you excited uh, coming up with new ideas and doing all these things because you continue to grow and grow and grow and grow? And, you know, that's, that's probably easy. It's the people. I mean, we, we, we service our clients, take good care of them. I feel very strongly that we enrich their lives with plants. Um, we bring nature inside or in, into their work environment. From there, it's my people. I've got I've got such a good crew. I love them to death. Uh, they do anything for each other, so it's not like backstabbing or gossiping. You know, they're they're there to help each other and help the client in the end of the day. And so we enrich li- their lives as well. Um, I hope that through the training, the learning, the education, the confidence, um, the courage that they they learn from working a good earth plant company is something they take out in the rest of their lives, and they're always enriched and doing better at the end of the day than they did when they started. Yeah, so what kind of businesses uh, do you work with? Or do you work with private uh, homes, uh, et cetera? Can, can you uh, tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about that? Sure. Interestingly enough, right now, our, our mix is probably 95 to 5% commercial to residential. I just bought a competitor. I'm not at liberty to talk much about it, but they're heavy on the residential side. And I'm, I'm excited to move into that market. Um, it is a high-end home. It is someone that um, can afford what we do. It's not inexpensive. It's certainly beautiful and certainly wonderful. And I'd like to say it's not very expensive, but at, at the end of the day, you got to have power. You got to have a roof. You got to have a phone. You don't necessarily need to have what we have. But our commercial clients really run the gamut from technology to biotech to hotels, to restaurants, law firms. Um, any, anybody that really has an office is someplace we can help out with. Wow. So, um, so you, you, so you, you are leaning in that, in that uh, market area uh, a little bit, you know, so the pandemic changed a lot, uh, uh, Jim, and the, it changed uh, how we think, how we do business. How mm-hmm. did that affect you and a lot of the work that you have been doing prior to that. You know, I heard something that I'd never heard before in all these years when one of the big uh, techie companies, we they, they were, you know, down to a skeleton crew, just a few people. And I thought, oh, my goodness, they're not going to care about the plants. It, it's the last thing they're worried about. And honest to goodness, the thing I heard was, no, the plants are really important to me. It's the only thing living on the floor that I'm working so they took on a new prominence, a new new importance from not just a plant in the corner, but a living, breathing thing that, that somehow the lone worker on that entire floor was able to relate to. And so from that perspective, I, I gained a little bit more appreciation for what we do in a commercial setting. You know, so, uh, but it, other than that, it didn't affect uh, 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 your businesses or the way you oh. that, uh... Well, that, that was one answer to the question. Um, <laughs> we really, when the pandemic first hit, I was lucky enough, I, I interact with colleagues across the country all the time. And I'm in a roundtable group, and I started hearing right away that Seattle was shutting down, then San Francisco was shutting down, then LA was shutting, it was coming down the coast. I go, holy crud, we're going to, San Diego's going to shut down. So I told my people to water for, like they weren't going back for a month. And take care of the plants like they're not going back for a month. So for a period, you know, the very early days of the pandemic, when no one knew what they were going to do or how they were going to do it, we actually extended the service time and and kept things alive. They weren't weren't as good as if we're there every other week, but that changed a little bit of perspective there as well. Um, The importance of plants in the workplace, a little bit simpler way of doing things. I absolutely took care of my people. We we followed all the guidelines for uh, COVID that we possibly needed to or could. 
um, there was a little bit of time that I was providing my employees toilet paper, which I don't think you could have guessed five years ago or even a year ago how much they would appreciate a, a big bag of roll of uh, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's not something I would have thought about. But I'll tell you what, Jim, what we got to do, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to pick up this conversation and we're going to continue to march on because we've got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. And if you want to be part of this great conversation, all you do is just go to the phone, dial one 866 or just go to the comments portion and ask this great man any question you want to. We'll be back shortly after the break. It's your life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and I tell you, I just uh, just enjoy chatting with Jim and all the things that he's doing. And and Gail, hey, how you doing out there, Gail? Gail, uh, you, you 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 you're right. You have to really like someone to send them toilet paper during the COVID shortage because you 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 if you look, were watching television, you see how. A big of a mess that became at the, uh, the supermarkets and then at stores and et cetera. So uh, I, I like that comment because you really have to like people to do that. You know, so uh, if you want to be part of this conversation, come on now. one 866 or do what Gail is doing. Just go to the comments, wherever you're watching it at and listening to it at, and just ask Jim uh, any questions uh, that you want to. So, hey, Jim, um, the work from home trend has settled down and now we back to kind of like a hybrid uh, workplace. People are using office and, and workplaces and also they're doing a lot of different studies. What are you seeing at the top trend in coming into that type of environment? Oh, I'm not sure I can, I'm qualified to talk about a top trend. I can certainly talk about what we see or, or are experiencing 
when people were stuck at home more and more, they got more and more into indoor plants. And so all of a sudden, people that have been maybe a, a small-time plant enthusiast or not a plant enthusiast at all became a big one. And so plants have come into the marketplace in a way I don't think I've ever seen. Um, and certainly there's a design trend that started, I'm going to say, five years ago and is now now playing out left and right. It's called residential. So it's it's that combination of a residential interior design and a commercial interior design. And what is what has evolved from that is exactly how it might sound is you're not – the design is meant to – not create this huge separation between your home life and your work life. If you're only working three days a week in the office, then you want it to be much more comfortable, much more home-like. I don't think anybody's going to be fooled that they're at work and think they're really at home, but uh, that combination helps kind of calm you down a little bit maybe. And, you know, I think space is more important these days. And so how the designers are using the space is critical. Um, which is why I think there'll be walls have come into much more play because it doesn't take up floor space. Um, but yeah, I think the hybrid office is, is a true thing. Some of the offices are fairly empty. Some are almost completely packed again so, and everything in between. Yeah, but, so how, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I say, but the importance of nature <laughs> seems to be more important than ever. So how is, is, is this affecting the, uh, your workspace with the people that, uh, that, that that's doing all this great stuff for you? My personal workspace at the office? Well, I'm talking about your, your company. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm like the hybrid. I'm talking about the hybrid. Of- yeah, the hybrid office. So once upon a time, it was the sea of cubicles, you know, the, the old you know, cubicle after cubicle. And then the designer said, oh, we want open space. And so then there was all this open space. Well, that's really hard to concentrate and, and have some quiet time in. So what I'm seeing now is is a lot of hoteling or shared space or even even uh, like um, phone booths or even pods or, or cocoons where people can create or go to a space that's quiet so they can get on the phone and be able to concentrate. And so that's that's I think most the trend I'm seeing the most. Um, it's not quite like the old days when ping pong tables are coming in. It's really more collaborative space. I think that's the most important thing about working face-to-face is how can we get in the same room? The rooms are bigger. The cubicle, you know, it used to be how how tight a space can we get every worker into, an eight-foot by 10-foot cubicle. Now, I say, no, we want open space. We want the room to be able to spread out. We don't want to have to be breathing on each other. Um, so, so I think that's the change we've really seen in what we're doing. Yeah, so we got a question right here from... Uh... Fire and Life International Ministry. What is the best plants for a small workspace that produces oxygen? So there's a, I'm going to try and make this a short answer. There's no <laughs> one plant that does the better than the other ones. I think the most important thing is to pick the right plant for the space so that it's thriving. Plants as they grow are giving off oxygen, pulling in carbon dioxide. They also clean some of the volatile organic compounds out of the air, toxins that we're breathing, benzene and formaldehyde. But it's a whole lot of that work is going on in the root zone, not so much in the leaves. So unless you've got um, an HVAC system or a vent or something blowing through that root zone, and there are living walls that do exactly that that we work with, it, the, the productivity is not that great, So, or the, the efficiency is not that great. So I, I'm going to go back to my original part of the answer. The best plant that grows in your space for the light that you're thriving, that's going to put off the best oxygen and suck up the most carbon dioxide. Wow. You know, so on your website, uh, you talk about, and I really don't know what this is, biophysics. Uh, what is that and how are plants involved in this? So biophilia or biophilic design, biophilia really is – our love of nature. And when you think about it, if you, you're burnt out, you're tired, you need to restore some energy or rejuvenate yourself, unless you go to Vegas, you're probably going to the mountains, the desert, the ocean, someplace where you're immersed in nature. Why do we have pets? Why do we have plants inside? And so it really speaks to that, that, that connection we have in nature that is so critical. When we bounce that over to biophilic design, there's a couple of different ways that can be uh, achieved, certainly by plants, 
But things like fireplaces or aquariums, and if you've got something that moves, you've got you know a breeze or moving fish or moving flickering flame, it's even more dynamic in how it affects us and our and our our working inside or living inside. So biophilic design also talks about fabric. So if you've got fabric that is a floral print or you use bamboo as a wall covering, so it's not just plants themselves or living plants. It, 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 it has a couple of different sections there. Another one is how the space is laid out. So there's refuge, there's mystery. Um, biophilic design is fascinating. I highly recommend if anybody's interested, I can't talk long enough about it, is to Google it and look it up and see what they find. So, so do you work with a lot of clients uh, uh, on those? Is that uh, in demand? Uh, uh, the- yeah. Um, not so many clients specifically ask for biophilic design. Certainly the architects and tier designers are very familiar with it. They're asking about it. But when I'm talking directly to a client, an office manager, a facility manager, even a property manager, probably not speaking of that specifically, but they're talking to the concept. They want to have that, that nature element in their space. Um, yeah. And so I think last time uh, we were talking, I think you had uh, worked on in the stadium. So I'm talking about the walls in the back of baseball stadiums or something like that. Can you Can you talk about that a little bit? That wasn't me. That's a colleague of mine, Jan Goodman in, in Boston. She did, uh, is it Detroit Stadium? I, I don't remember right now, but they've done a, there's green walls are showing up in stadiums. And certainly, you know, if you're, if you're a batter and you're looking out past the, the, the pitcher, they have something very neutral in the background. Well, guess what? They're starting to be green walls, living walls. Do you think that uh, it might happen in some of the San Diego stadiums uh, until football? Uh, we're talking San Diego sports. That's a sore spot. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Chargers left me. Um, Petco Park, if you go down there where the Padres play, there's a lot of plants. I think the ar- landscape architect, I think it was Spurlock Poyer, did a heck of a job bringing plants into planters and things like plants that cascade over walls. Um, you look out in the outfield, you can see a grassy hill out in the out in the distance. So I don't think there's any more room for plants there because they've done a great job bringing plants in originally. Uh, the new stadium for the Aztecs where they play football, I've not been to Snapdragon yet. Uh, um, who knows? I, I uh, reached out to them early on. They didn't didn't come back to me. So who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll put some in later. Wow. You know, so uh, real quickly, we've got about a minute and a half before the break. Can, can you explain – so how does plants make a difference in the new office environment? Can you give us uh, uh, just a couple of examples? Well, certainly plants can be used to block an ugly view. You can help direct traffic. If you have a line of plants, oh, I'm not going to go that way. I'll, I'll go this way. Um, they soften a sharp corner. If you go to a wall or a moss wall, then it's a whole. It's almost like a living picture. So now, now we're creating art. That's that's a little bit different. Just like I told you, audience, you're going to learn a lot. I am sitting here learning a whole lot. And um, we're going to take a station break. Uh, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue this great conversation with Jim Muffet. And if you want to be part of one 866 or you can just go to the comments and ask a question. It's your life. We'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There's much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or needs to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to become an overcomer because a bigger, better, and more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by Dr. James Cooley. 
on Amazon or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. And uh, I tell you, well, we are learning so much from Jim uh, about uh, living walls and uh, just about plants in general. And uh, I want to pick it up again with the, talking about the living walls. I know we, we spoke about that uh, a little bit earlier, but uh, I, I think you do a lot of big projects with uh, living walls and and uh, can you explain to our, our listening audience again, what is that and what type of projects you do uh, as it relates to uh, that topic? Sure. So we do living wall projects across the country, primarily San Diego, uh, Orange County, Los Angeles. But um, essentially a living wall is some way of attaching plants to the wall itself, not growing up the wall on a trellis. It's a different kind of living wall. It's not what we're necessarily talking about now, but a module that we plant. Or in the case we've developed a system ourselves where it's got a backing and a fabric in the front, and it's stuffed like a giant pillow full of soil. We cut slits in it and put the plants in, and they grow out. It's pretty amazing to me. I, you know, If you'd asked me 20 years ago, this is something I'd be doing, I'd have been shocked because I didn't think it would work. But it works really, really well. And so essentially... I'm painting with plants. And so I'm making stripes and swirls and eye drop shapes and waves and different shapes that organically read very well. Sometimes it's architectural, rows and columns of different colors and different kinds of plants. And so that's essentially what it is. It's a module of some kind that attaches to the wall. You know, so how, how long does it take uh, <laughs> to do a project like that? Tell me. Well, it depends. I mean, some of the bigger ones, we've got uh, four going into Las Vegas here. We've slated four guys to work on it for five days. So um, it really depends upon the size. Some go up pretty fast. I'm talking a five by eight that goes in your wall. I could probably knock that out in well less than a day. And there's and there's different ways of, of, of doing it. There's also an angled tray that will attach the angled tray to the wall. And the plants just sit in pots on that, basically facing out. And that'll be instantaneous. It'll get coverage completely right away. And that goes up as fast as I can screw these trays into the wall and then put plants in it. So a couple hours. So uh, these are actually live plants, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> we, I, You know, I look at myself, and I, I, I hate to almost admit this out loud, but we do a lot of replica plants, otherwise known as artificial. And I look at who we are, the company that we are, we're solution oriented. And so I'll have a company or client or an architect come to me and say, Hey, we don't want to have to put any light in there. We don't want to have to water it. We don't have to maintain it. We want the look. And then there's two options. One would be replica or artificial. And the other one are the moss walls we're working with. And so two very different kinds of looks. Moss is technically preserved. It's not living. You can't, you know, yet to be able to grow moss on purpose anywhere. And so we use these, uh, there's six different kinds of mosses and probably 31 flavors of colors 
And so now we're making really des pretty designs, isn't it? That is very much like painting with moss, different textures, different depths. When it comes to the living walls, um, it depends upon whether it's inside or outside. Outside Southern California, it's all succulents for the most part. They're colorful. They're textural. They're really cool to look at. They do really, really well. I uh, can't do those much outside of Los Angeles, San Diego, Orange County. Uh, inside, it's typical house plants. And I've had designers go, hey, I don't want to see what my grandmother had in her kitchen when I was little. And I'm first thought, what do you got against your grandmother? But secondly, the plants that have been growing inside people's homes for the last 50, 60 years are really what we're limited to because those are the ones that thrive. If you ask me to bring a living wall in with some very unusual plants in it, then I probably have to add a whole heck of a lot more light and that becomes problematic from an energy use and it increases the heat to something just not going to be successful. So we stick with house plants. They do very well. So uh, when you're working with uh, uh, companies that uh, want the, the live plants, do you guys help them uh build an irrigation system and the lights and or they do all that um, um, from, from you all? I try to stick in my lane. I'm not a plumber nor am I an electrician. I know what I need so I'm able to advise their team, whether it's a general contractor or the architect, interior designer on what I'm going to need, how many, how much light I really need to grow a plant with. Um, how Some systems, if it's small enough, we just basically hand water if it's a great big, huge wall, that becomes problematic. You want to have it irrigated. If we bring water to the top, I've got to have a drain at the bottom because you never know that that three-day weekend when the valve gets stuck open, they flood out floor after floor after floor below them. So we have to have a drain system of some kind. Um, as far as the lighting is concerned, again, we can tell them how much light, the quality of the light, because it's not just the, the, the type of light, it's the intensity and it's, it's the full spectrum, so they're getting light that's, that'll grow plants. And, again, that's something – I'm not an electrician. We don't do that. We just tell them what we need. Yeah, so what what are the benefits uh, of a living world? Um, well, plants in general, I mean, there's all kinds of things. That studies show that in the presence of plants, productivity goes up and absenteeism goes down. And there's, there's studies that show – through NASA's work, the volatile organic compounds that I mentioned earlier that plants take out of the air, they do give off oxygen. I think at the end of the day, James, at the, it, they're beautiful. It's really, it's an aesthetic. And it's and it's a living aesthetic. It's a breathing aesthetic. It's something you look at. Um, difference between maybe Europe and, and what I'm experiencing, my clients barely want to see a yellow leaf. You know, I'm there every couple of weeks, you know, detailing, styling those plants, getting a yellow leaf. In Europe, if you have a brown tip or a yellow leaf, they, there's a different assumption. The plant is alive, and as it grows and it and it thrives in its space, it's going to have a yellow leaf here or there. It's going to have a brown tip, which is very different than what we're seeing. But, um, you know, it, it's a living, breathing thing in your space, as I mentioned a little earlier. You mentioned something about a moss, and I'm still trying to put my hands and my eyes and my mind around what is that? I mean, yeah, I, I kind of I got an idea, and I, I know it's probably some listeners and some viewers out there asking the same question. Um, geez, I'm going to throw a plug out there. Go to GoodEarthPlants.com and see the <laughs> pictures. Um, shy of that, so moss is a very calming, very soothing material plant that you're going to see outside nature and in, in, in cooler places, shady places, places probably there's some water, some mist involved. And so take that aesthetic and color it a couple of different kinds of green, have a couple of different kinds of moss. Some mosses are kind of mold or mold, uh, mounded up. And so with mounds and then changes of color and shape, it it's, I'm, I'm painting. I mean, you see, I've got a phenomenal designer on my team, Rachel Heckathor, and the work she does just blows me away every single time she does something. I go, how did you come up with that? Where did, where did that idea come from? Um, we're also starting to mix in, we get preserved plants. And so like a, a fern leaf that's preserved, we get mix that in with the rest of the moss. And I've got things coming out of the wall. So, so it's really, it's really using preserved plants. They're preserved with glycerin. So they're safe. They don't like the rain. They don't like the sun. These are things that go inside. Um, uh, but they're, they're, I mean, when I started seeing that, I couldn't believe, you know, again, 20 years ago, I said I'd be doing living walls and planting things into fabric. Oh, that's crazy. I don't do that stuff, but now we really do it. 
10 years out of moss walls. What the heck are these things? And, and now I, they're so beautiful. I can't believe I never did them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I got a question for you. And uh, that's so interesting. If there is such thing as a green thumb or a black thumb, first of all, explain what that is. Well, the term green thumb has been around for a long time. And essentially it talks about somebody that's good with plants. Uh, the way you, and it goes back a long way, the way you get a uh, green thumb is you're using your fingers to like pinch the ends of plants out because some plants, you pinch the ends off. That's how they, they thrive. You, you get them bushier and fuller by pinching off that end. When you get a little chlorophyll underneath your thumbnail, guess what? It's green. So now you got a green thumb. Uh, black thumb refers to really somebody who's just a plant killer. I mean, I don't know how to say it any simpler than that. Um, there's a lot of folks out there that love plants. They just either don't have the patience or the wherewithal to take care of them. And so um, was, uh, we're there to help them out the most, probably. Wow. You know, uh, one of the things that, that we talked about last time that was I was excited, and then I know that your company, you guys do this, is the Green Roofs. Uh, yeah, where I have been up, I mean, since uh, the show, I have actually been on, on the roof a, t- a couple of times. And it's all green and and beautiful. First of all, can you tell our viewers what is the green roof? And just 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 tell tell them a little bit about it first. Sure, um, I'm going to break that down to two different kinds of rooftops. One's one's more of an amenity roof, and that's essentially where people go up there. You've got chairs and tables and barbecues, and they planted bushes, trees, potted plants, um, grass, lawns, almost anything you want to you can think of. You've got the 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 weight load up there to put it and obviously it's waterproof so that's one kind of roof the roof i like doing or we do more of is what's called an eco roof and that's essentially where i've got a very thin layer of soil about three to four inches deep up to six inches so the weight load doesn't become incredible you cannot plant your rooftop call it a green roof without doing the engineering calculations to make sure it's going to hold the the weight of that roof they can weigh an awful lot it's essentially 30 pounds per square foot and up fully saturated nice big fat plants growing in it and but when you add that up times a thousand square feet of rooftop which is an unusual 30,000 extra pounds we don't want that phone call that my roof caved in on, on us for breakfast this morning so um that's that kind of green roof eco roof I'll tell you what, we're going to take a station break, but I, I want to come back and I want to pick it up and talk about the uh, green roof and eco roof a little bit more and also continue to educate our listeners and viewers on all the great things that you are doing and that, that your company is doing. So I'll tell you what, if you want to be part of this conversation, all you have to do is just reach out to this, now say it, young man, and uh, we're going to continue uh, to talk about uh, all the things that's coming through. So, it's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, and uh, it's an absolute pleasure, you know, sitting here having this conversation with Jim, and uh, I mean, just uh, learning uh, all about uh, plants. I mean, I-, I like plants, I'm talking about the little ones that you have in the house, <laughs> but you, but man, they, they die on me all the time, Jim, I mean, because I don't know what I'm doing with them, <laughs> you know, and i I've been told uh, you have to talk to the plants sometimes. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I don't know if that's how it is. But Jim, we were talking about uh, green walls and and and, and rooftops and and etc. How expensive is a? I'm talking about a big building with a big old gigantic uh, green roof and with the tables and shelves out there. I mean, they look beautiful, but it doesn't look like it, it would be cheap. Well, if we're talking Walmart size, it's probably a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Costco, Costco size. Um, uh, for a uh, two-car garage, 25000 30000 I mean, it's not something you're going to do on a whim. And one of the first things I – when somebody reaches out to us, hey, we want to put a green roof on our, our garage roof, I'll ask why. A lot of times that I'm seeing, it's two different stories. And so – the upper story is over the boy. I'm backwards on my camera. Upper story is looking down over the lower story, and it's kind of an ugly view looking at a roof. So they want to put plants on their roof. Um, sometimes it's for the ecological benefits, uh, green roofs will not only cool your building down, so you're using less electricity, but it also makes your roof last longer. So Theoretically, instead of being a 10, maybe a 15-year roof, it's a 20, 30-year roof, maybe even 45 years. Um, big deal in San Diego these days is rainwater. So it used to be rain hits our roof, goes down through the gutters as fast as possible and out through the ocean. Well, they found that it was taking so much dog dew and oil from the streets and every other piece of crud that's out there or chemical that's out there out into the ocean, and it was causing trouble. So... Uh, a green roof will hold on to um, 60 to 70 to 80 percent of the rainfall, so it holds on to it up there in your roof. What it releases, it releases later in the day, very very slowly, so it's much more manageable. Um, and I think the the next big reason I love a green roof for home, and now it's biodiversity. And so my office, we did our first green roof there, gosh, 15 years ago now. You look, I'm in an industrial area of San Diego, Kearney Mason. You look out across the rooftops and it's all asphalt and black roof and just ugly mechanical on the roof. We're a little spot of green. And so those those butterflies flying through, hey, hey, there's a place to land. So it does attract birds and bees and butterflies. And so if you say the more we develop and the more we build out, the less space nature has to take hold, then a green roof becomes much more important. And I, and I love that aspect because I do see we, we, we've got milkweed up there. So monarchs are coming through all the time. I try to plant things that create food or, or, or a refuge for the birds. And so birds, bees, butterflies, I love them all. Wow. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the Good Earth Plant Company. Sure. And, uh, and uh, the holidays are, are coming about. Uh, I mean, Christmas, I mean, all the different holidays that's, that are coming up. Is your company receiving any special requests of, uh, you know, like planting or whatever for the holidays? Um, 
Yes and no. Once upon a time, I, I started as a florist. And so we kind of inherited through that until I reinvented myself a couple of times since then. Holiday decor. We found that holiday decor, it stresses my team out hard. We're already very, very busy. My colleagues across the country, they have huge holiday decor parts of their business. Um, it's just not something we've embraced that much. So we outsourced it this year. So that part's really easy. However, thousand what are we up to about 2500 poinsettias are going out this week which which is a lot of points and they're big ones they're colorful ones so um, a lot of poinsettia sales i think the the thing that impacts us the most is we've got five day routes and all of a sudden for a couple weeks people aren't really in the office so much and now we're trying to do a five day route in three days so there's an impact from the plant care perspective um but obviously the poinsettias are just all over the place. So we're, we're caring for them as well. Well, you know, so a minute ago, I had kind of mentioned uh, uh, something to you about uh, me or my, my plants, what I have that they don't survive. You know, uh, you have, just like you mentioned earlier, uh, since the uh, COVID, the pandemic, and people have been buying a lot of plants and doing the in-house uh, uh, with the plants. What are some of the best advice, care advice, would you give uh, to our listeners, our viewers that probably got a lot of plants uh, in the house and they don't know how to take care of it and, and uh, different type of foods or water, the wind, the light? Or, can you explain uh, uh, some of that? Sure. I think the most important thing to do is pick the right plant for the right place. When I used to have a, a small retail shop, the, the, I always asked the customer, I go, do you want to pick a plant and I'll tell you where it grows? Or do you want to pick a location and I'll tell you what grows there? So I think the right plant in the right spot is the most important. I'd also go with plants like anything else. And I don't want to bash Home Depot, but they sell three, I think they sell three poinsettias for $12. Heck, the ones I get, I pay $12 for. So the quality is there. I can see the quality, and I know they're not going to last as well as ours do. And so there's absolutely a difference in quality of plants. You know, you hold them up side by side, the layperson's not going to notice that. I'm going to know the difference. Um, here's, here's a really important thing. Fungus gnats are one of the most annoying pests that we deal with. Invariably, they come in on poinsettias from whatever big box, large retailer, they don't fumigate their soil as well as they used to because it costs more. And so now you got fungus gnats being introduced to your office, your home, and they're, they're super annoying. Um, right plant, right place is probably light. And so you want to choose what works well for you. Most homes, unless you're right in the window, are really, really low light. So you start to limit yourself what you, you can work with. From there, imagine that if you're in, you know, basic biology, a plant gets a ton of light. Outside in the full sun in July, it's 10,000 foot candles of light out there. Lights, light is measured in foot candles. You come inside, and it's maybe 50. So imagine going from 10,000 to 50. It's a huge shift in how plant's biology works. And, the, and very intuitively, the, hopefully you understand, much less water. It's not growing very much. Don't give it a bunch of water because then you're going to rot it out. And it doesn't need a whole lot of fertilizer. Almost any brand of fertilizer is fine for a plant. You definitely want to use it maybe half strength because they want you to use it up faster than you need to. And it's not going to fix something that's already gone gone downhill. So fertilizer is important down the road. It's certainly any plant's going to have enough fertilizer in it for at least six months. Right now, we're not fertilizing much at all. In my commercial offices, we water, we fertilize three times a year, maximum three times. So it's just a little bit of extra nutrient. As the plant gets older, it uses up the soil. What soil it's used up, it's taking the nutrient out. So you got to add a little bit back in there. But unfortunately, folks say, hey, if I give it more food and more fertilizer, it's going to fix it. Probably not. And maybe even make it worse. Wow, man. We probably down to the last two and a half minutes of the show. You know, man, 45 years, that's that's amazing. That's an accomplishment. What, Jim, where did you see the good plant company in five years from now? <laughs> um, I'm still having so much fun. I, and I don't like the word retire. How about <laughs> ease, off the, ease off the gas pedal a little bit, uh, be a little less involved. I've got a phenomenal team. We've got a great culture at the office. 
I embarked on a two-year plan or about a year into it to automate the company. And so everything we do from work orders to purchase orders to proposals, et cetera, is all automated now. And that it's very expensive, very time-consuming, and it racks my poor little brain left and right. But by this time next year, that process should be complete. Where are we in five years? I imagine we're going to be busting butt. I mean, we're hiring <laughs> left and right. Um, there's more of a demand these days. We're getting smarter in how we talk to and reach out to our clients. And in five years, I hope I'm sitting on a beach somewhere hanging out with you, having a my tie. And all I got to do is bring up a report on my computer and go, oh, yeah, everything's good today. Uh, let's get another one. I'd say you will. Let's do that. Hey, how can people get in touch with 30 seconds of this? Yeah, how can they get in touch with you or get in touch with the good plant company or, or a potential clients, or, et cetera? Sure. GoodEarthPlants.com. So good, as in really good, great, plants, or good, I'm sorry, GoodEarthPlants and plants is in plural. .com takes you to the website. You can see all kinds of pictures, all the different things we do, and reach out to us from there. GoodEarthPlants.com. Wow, Jim, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the James Cooley show. It's your life. You got to have you again. Got to have you again. There'll be something new right down the pike a little bit. Bring me back. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you. We'll have you again. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, uh, KCBQ. Uh, They are Kevin and Todd and all of them are doing great things. Uh, I'd like to thank my executive producer, uh, Michelle Cooley. Like, most important, I'd like to thank our listeners for taking the time to tune into the James Cooley Show. It's your life. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Remember, dream big, think big, be big at everything that you do. It's your life. We'll see you tomorrow, same time. Thanks for joining us for the James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 